0: I got a fever just to see you feeling like a stalker And didn't know I'm really good at making
1: you feel awkward The summer of Vince is officially dead. T- summer of Vince 2017. Now we are in summer of autumn. Oh no, autumn of Vince. <laughs> autumn of Vince. Summer of autumn. <laughs> summer of autumn. <laughs> autumn of Vince 2017 has begun. Yes,
2: how's it going so far?
1: Um, last week I went to a wedding, Mm -hmm. my third wedding ever.
2: Uh, Didn't you go to like two weddings this year?
1: No, this, no, no. So far I only go to one wedding, one per year. I've only been invited to like one wedding a year. I've been invited to a wedding next year already. Oh shit.
2: Okay. So you're, you're been going, you're like the wedding guy now because I have (laughs) gone on zero weddings No, everyone because also maybe it makes sense because I keep moving so like I don't know anyone who's
1: getting married (laughs)
2: anymore and like but it's fine.
1: But at this point have you still been to more weddings than I have?
2: I think I have because I'm counting when I was I've been going to weddings since I was a child.
1: Oh shit. Yeah like my
2: first wedding I was I was a flower girl I was three years old. (laughs) Yeah so I've but I feel like yeah I've been to at least 10 weddings.
1: Damn. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah I, I am say. still like way behind.
2: But you're going to weddings of like friends. I, for me in my childhood, it was all relatives, you know, and family, friends, and whatever. And then as I got older, I've only for so for friend weddings, I've only been to two.
1: Oh, okay. So yeah. in that one, I'm, I'm winning. The, like, the yeah. Fr- so yeah. friend
2: wise, you are ahead.
1: Yeah, and and I am like the first one I went to. I was just more like, oh god. I, like i actually almost every wedding I've dreaded before, except this one. And then like, every time I go, I end up like it's like really fun. It's a party, and this one was no different. Like so, this one was my friend. We'll call him C, and uh-huh. he was like my, he's like my oldest one of my oldest friends. We were friends in junior high. We met. We initially we met in seventh grade. Didn't meet until eighth grade, and we had become friends from a quarter. Did I ever tell you this story? No, no. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we were seventh. So you know, okay. First of all, let me set the stage here. It's, I don't know how it is now for kids, but when, in seventh grade, in I guess this must have been like in the year two thousand. <laughs> <and>, um, <laughs> you know, when you have a quarter, that's a lot of money. You, that's you can a get lot of money. A <laughs> it, Like you know, you have no income coming in. That is a lot. Like one quarter a day. <laughs> and one day this dude i needed a quarter and you know i was with some random group of people i think i had left the pokemon crew at that point okay. like and was hanging out with more like the oh i was hanging out with the handball crew oh wow yeah yeah <laughs> so like um and so he was so, cuz someone lent me a quarter and so Sieg lent me a quarter and I, and I was like, I'll pay you back tomorrow with no, no intention of ever paying him back. Okay. And, <laughs> but you know, that was a quarter like shit. That's a lot of money. That's like, that's like a huge, that's a bank loan for a seventh grader. And every day for the rest of that year, he would ask me like, do you have my quarter? Where's my quarter? Like, I need a quarter. And I would just be like, I don't have a quarter. Some days I would have three quarters and I would still say, I don't have what? it. Sorry. Why would like, you do that?
2: You're like, starting at a young age, you're already like a swindler of money.
1: I like, I just need it, bro. I need it, bro. I'm sorry. Not going to And this went on for a whole year. (laughs) Fast forward to eighth grade. Summer's over. I'm in line. You know, he comes right up to me and says, do you have my quarter? And I'm like, you know what? It's after summer and for, you know. Wow, you still remember, like, here's your quarter, man, here's your quarter, (laughs) fine, take it, and we became friends, and, you know, we were friends for most of high school, Um, yeah, Um, we eventually, he eventually moved to Vegas when his family moved, and now he lives in Sacramento, Mm -hmm. and, uh, like, earlier this year, I had hung out with him for the first time in, like, six years. Oh, wow, okay. So it was a lot, yeah, a lo- like a lot, you know, our lives had just gone on completely different directions. Yeah. And he told me about his wedding, coming up to like a girl he had been dating and she was really nice. So yeah, her wedding was this weekend or this past weekend, first mm-hmm. weekend of autumn. And we ended up taking a road trip. I took a road trip with his brother and his brother's wife and their kid. We took a road trip up north. hmm which was, like, I don't know if you know, but I love road trips. I, mm-hmm. love, I love I love the country. Like, we were playing, we were blasting country music the whole way, mm-hmm. and we stopped at all these diners. Yeah, I
2: saw that. I was like, actually, that's the one thing I miss so much about the States. It's diners. Th- that's actually something you don't get anywhere, you know,
1: else. And, you know, yeah, we don't, and it, it's weird. You know why? Because, like, I was thinking about how, like, you know, both of us have, like, our different sides of us, where we love – We've been exposed to the world. We love all these worldly things, different cultures. But then we also, like, really romanticized, like, really hardcore Americana-type yeah. stuff. Just, yeah. So, like, yeah, just diners and co- good coffee. And and then we, we stopped by this random town that used to be, like, a Swedish colony in the, 90, in the, the 1900s. Oh, Okay. <laughs> and um, we went to the... We, so we And we were, like, running late, but we were like, should we just stop? And we were like, yeah, let's stop. So we got off, walked around their downtown, and... Their downtown was playing like Swedish music, and they had, like really cool. Swedish yeah Swedish gift shops and these small like little tourist attractions like a jail from the 1920s, 1920s <laughs> where like you could just walk inside and it's kind of lame but in a fun way like they have like these like kind of like not like wax people but like you know like kind of dummies yeah like and they have them in the in the prison like playing cards oh my god and then and then they have like their shitty meal. And like like a plate of like you know mashed potato and there's like a, a there's like a, a, even a plate for like a rat on the bed it's like really cute and quaint like, <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then like you could donate a dollar for a gift card and it's like uh, it's based on a trust system and I was like wow. God, I love this kind of stuff what and was this uh, town? what was
2: this town called
1: a uh, Kingsburg California
2: Kingsburg where where is it like I'm guessing Central California but how far away is it like like what's the ne- n- the next Big or you know, kind of popular city.
1: Well, it's in Fresno County. Okay,
2: I, I was gonna say Fresno. Okay, so <laughs> I, I was gonna say Fresno. Okay, so so yeah. Okay, got it. At yeah. least I have like a visual whereabouts it, it, it is and stuff. And
1: okay. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I don't think it definitely. It's not. I don't think it's the city itself is worth staying in more than like a couple hours. But like if, if you're on a if you're driving by to Yosemite or something mm-hmm. like. It's definitely, I would. It's definitely fun to just like stop by for like an hour, maybe grab a bite to eat, and go to one of their like shops. Um, yeah, they had a lot, of, a lot of like Swedish Christmas books. Wow. Which, which like feature like you know like a lot of European stuff like trolls and mm-hmm. goblins. Mm-hmm. So I mean you know all that. It's, it, it's, it's pretty <laughs> cool. <laughs>
0: um,
2: you know what? I just realized right now. I was like, okay, so I haven't made any plans. Um, for LA yet, but I would love to do. I mean, I don't need to go on a three day trip just because I feel like I need, you know, I didn't plan for that, but I would love to do like a day trip just somewhere, you know, like into. I just go to like a diner in the middle of nowhere, you know, and hmm. just have you know, pancakes the- and have coffee.
1: Well, you know, there is like this other European town in Northern Cali, this Danish town. Oh, I've been there so many times. Oh, you have? Yeah. Solving? <laughs> yeah, is it good? I want, um, it looks nice in the photos. It's
2: actually, I don't know, like, I mean, from your pictures, maybe you, obviously, you selected some pictures and stuff, but the place you were at seemed very quaint. Solving is quite touristy. Okay. Like, every yeah. time I go, it's like just. Tourists everywhere, and you definitely don't feel like you, you're kind of like it's not where you're like, Oh, I want to go and explore. You're just like, okay, let's walk through the city and then get some, you know, food
1: and, and leave. <laughs> I might as well just go to like Denmark. Yeah, you I know, a better.
2: yeah. And I would actually, I want to go to Kingsbury or wherever it
1: is. Well, would I, you go I, back? I um, if I was on the way to somewhere, I mean even if you did a day trip out there i would be down for that okay. but i wouldn't want to like i don't want to raise expectations too much because it is not like a tourist hot spot like it's a, it's a, it's, a, it's a, it has a small old town with like with like swedish music
2: but that th- that sounds really charming you know cuz i think especially where i live i mean i've just lived in tourist towns i mean as beautiful as lucerne is and everything but i'm living in a tourist town you know and there's something that i miss about these rural pockets of America, you know, they're just kind of like, not forgotten, but just undiscovered or something. And just like,
1: we should totally go for on a Saturday when you're here.
2: Yeah, I think we should do that. So the only person who can drive, we'd have to get a person who could drive. Yeah. But I'm sure we could find somebody. And, um, (laughs) yeah, she actually, she's been, she's like, I got a new car. You have to come see it. So it's okay. She got a new car. So, um, yeah, we should take, I think she'd totally be down to do that. And yeah, and it sounds, um, and I told you Daniel's coming, right?
1: And, and I was just thinking that literally right now, like, yeah, show Daniel. A little yeah. Bit, so like the heart, the heartland. The heart, of yeah. Cause America. I was
2: like, I had asked him like, Oh, do you want to plan the trip or whatever? Or do you want to talk about it? He's like, no, I want to be surprised. I was like, okay, I'm going to blow your mind every day. <laughs> yeah. Like be like, this is this thing. And then like, now we see this thing and you know, and yeah. And,
1: and like, in, and like, L.A., if you're here to see, like, um, the if you want the the whole America feeling, you're not going to get that in L.A. No, for sure not, not at all. Yeah. And
2: I think that's a nice balance of, like, getting, you know, big city urban life and then going to, like, very... It's kind of like the America you think about in movies or like shows or something, right? Because like Smallville or something. Yeah, where, but it's not like creepy or not like <laughs> racist. You know what I mean? It's just kind of like a, yeah. just like a quiet, safe town.
1: Oh my god, yeah, and like in this town, like so, we're like crossing the street, and like even though we're not even almost the sidewalk, yet cars will stop and just wait for you, and they were like waving at us as (laughs) we're walking by. It was like we were like, this is so pleasant, like this is, and every shop has like these community events, like oh, the pumpkin patch like festival, and we're having like the bingo night. Like every every shop, like every shop had something posted. Uh, It was like wow, this is like. I don't know if I would want to live here, but I would love to spend time here. Yeah,
2: that's a place, like, I would definitely spend a nice, a day just doing that, and then come home, you know, and, mm-hmm. yeah.
1: Oh, my, and then maybe, like, when, we, if we do it, we could, like, stop in all those random, like, they have, like, a cheese factory, we could do a tour, <gasps> and they ha- and they have, like, they, and then, you know, how they have, like, they even have, like, some wineries, and you could, and then they have, and I mean, I think we could stop at some other towns, like, I think, I think, Bakersfields on the way. Yeah. So we eat, we, I think we should just eat multiple meals. So you know, know
2: so, so the best thing I love about road trips is, so the last kind of American road trip I went on was, it was two, two, two Christmases ago. We did, uh, I think it was it three days. We were in Denver. And then, so we flew to Denver and then we drove back from Denver. And, it was just stopping. We had no plan, so we'd kind of be like driving and be like, "Okay, let's stop it here." You know, I mean, one night we stopped in Utah. We went went to Applebee's, whatever. But then, then I remember the last day it, we, when we got back to California, it was just diner after diner, and it was just so nice. I don't know. I just loved it so much, you know. And and I think that's something. I yeah, I really miss that. So I actually right. yeah, I would, let's let's do it.
1: All right, awesome. Yeah. And then if by any chance it gets super, super busy, like Old Town Covina kind of has that feeling. Yeah. <laughs> so
2: yeah. That. <laughs> That's the backup plan. That's what
1: Yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, so so and then we get to the wedding, right? Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> this was like my first, so this was like my first time where it was like kind of like an adult wedding. Like it was actually in a Catholic church. Mm-hmm and yeah, I, you know luckily I did not like explode into flames as soon as I went in there like I hadn't been into a church in a long time and, um, and you know it was really nice um, the bride sisters were all really hot <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, uh, um, yeah so my, my friend he he got a, he looked like he was about to, like with the cries he was saying his vows like it was it was nice um, and so and then we got to like the bride's dad The party The after party The reception It was at the bride's dad's house mm-hmm. The dad was this really cool guy Like he's a total garage dad
0: mm-hmm.
1: Now do you know what that means When I say garage dad
2: I'm guessing he has a Workshop in his garage Yes That he Makes stuff like benches And Stuff <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, he got all, yeah, he has all his beer in the, in, the, in his fridge. It's all Coors and Bud Light. Uh-huh. Um, talking about how he, how Trump's gonna blow up North Korea and like yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, he was a, a former a former Air Force veteran. Uh-huh. Um, so, and I always say, every time i meet an Air Force guy, I always ask him, like, what do you know about Area 51? And, <laughs> and, um, and he actually had some stories, like, he's like, yeah, they, have, they do, they, they test, like, these really super advanced things, and they say it could come from alien technology. Like, I'm like, yes, this is what I want. Yes. And, um... And like so, they had like wine and like like other liquor, but he it also like a lot of beer too. If you wanted beer, and he kept getting like he liked me, like he kept getting me like, you, you do you have another beer, Vince? Here's another beer. Like here's another beer. Like I would, I, I never drunk so much Bud Light in one. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh.
1: And, um, like, and like, you know, I've always liked garage dads because they're always fun. Like, they're always just really chill and laid back, you know? Like, I mean,
2: I've never really experienced a garage dad, so I've only seen, I think for me, like, a, the only experience I had was, like, through, I don't know, like, a home improvement, you know? <laughs> like, yeah,
1: exactly, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> um... Uh, so, so like I was like, "Are oh, you keep getting me drunk?" But like, when I dance with your daughters tonight, you can't get mad. Like, <laughs> so, which ended up happening. And then you stopped <laughs> laughing. No, he, he, he did a film, it was part of the, he actually got us on videotape, like, the next, but, um, so we had, we had, we had this great food, and, and they, we had all these mason jars, we put our drinks in mason jars, and, um, so the best part was at nighttime, like, we had, like, the main family left us, so mainly some friends, and, like, the younger cousins and everything, and we had a bonfire, which was something I didn't do all summer. So as great as the summer events was, maybe my best summer ever. We did, I did not have a bonfire, so we ended up telling like ghost stories oh, and making God. s'mores, s'mores. So, yeah, and, then, and then and then one of the cousins brought like pizza, and then um, and then like we started playing music and we just started like dancing like around the bonfire.
2: <sighs> I love a good bonfire.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it became and then oh and then I, and then my friend will. See, he wanted to do a lot of shots, and I and I usually only drink beer. But I was like, "Dude, it's your wedding. I'll do whatever you want." So I just took shot. I took endless shots. Oh God! Was, wait, oh wait
2: was God. This, this? No, this wasn't yesterday. No, no, no. This is my another day. No, this okay. was last yeah, weekend. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, so you're just getting getting hammered.
1: <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> my body, like, went and then like, uh, and so we got back to our Airbnb. Um, like, a, eh, not super late, maybe, like, 1 a.m.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, okay, Aaron B. was great. It was, like, this house with, like, a creek in the front yard. Wow. A creek. And, um, so, and that night, my body was just, like, in pain. It was, like, I, I, had, I hadn't drunk liquor, like, in such a long time. Oh, so, like, it was just, <laughs> I was good. I, luckily, I survived the night. I ended up falling asleep. And then, um, the next morning, we went to this fucking this diner called Granny's Pantry. Uh
0: Uh-huh.
1: The entire family went, and, uh, yeah, I got, like, these epic waffles. (gasps) and (sighs) And the food pic actually ended up being, like, the greatest food photo I've ever taken. Like, it it looked like it was from, like, a magazine. Like, C's sister was like, I don't even believe you took that photo, except that I was next to you. (laughs) And uh, it was so... (laughs) And then, uh, we went to, um, yeah, the, the, the bride's father's house again. And, you know, we opened presents and he showed videos and photos of it. And then, um, it was, uh, yeah. And then we, t- we headed back and what a, yeah, what a great way to start, start autumn. Like yeah. it was really fun.
2: The, God, I love weddings. I mean, it's just, I just feel, I mean, we talked about this, but it's like weddings, it's, In that that night or that day, like everyone's in such a good mood, you know, it's good food, like it's just great. And I think that's almost like it was almost like a end of summer slash, you know, beginning of fall celebration type of thing, you know. And that's yeah, that's nice.
1: Mm -hmm. It it definitely was. Yeah. Just uh, yeah. I mean, I I I consider it part of fall. Like it was like the kickoff of autumn events. Autumn (laughs) events. So, um, yeah, that is uh, my recent thing. Um, Mm -hmm. It looked like you were at some, like, poster festival.
2: That was today. Yeah, so I've been, um, I mean, I've been busy. What have I been doing? Oh, I was in Boston.
1: Did we? Oh, shit. Oh. Did we podcast? (laughs) (laughs) We haven't podcasted. Holy shit. Okay, so listeners, Paige went through some emotional epic fucking drama which was like, <laughs> oh, shoot, like this was earth shattering like and, and the thing was okay, the, so the cool thing was and this is probably why we didn't podcast for a long time because since we were both like since she was in the u.s we could actually like text each other and like we actually we actually had a phone call like a regular and, like, yeah. our, 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 i think we had our first like of the year non-recorded phone call yeah. where we just like went through all the drama of like friends and lives and everything and um yeah I, I, that was a couple weeks ago but you have to talk about okay what, what, so what, uh, uh, i could call her s you just gonna drop her real name what, or should what, i just what, call like,
2: her boo boo <laughs> should i you know that's
1: my, that's my mother's nickname for me when i was a kid really but yeah
2: so it's just okay um, so this is someone we've actually talked about on the show, but I don't want to be, you know, I don't want to be mean and like put on blast or whatever. But basically I just, yeah. So I was in Boston for two weeks and oh my God, it was, so it was just a work trip. But that was seriously such an emotionally intense trip for me because so I so this friend was, she, she lives there now and everything. And I went to Basically I went there for work, but she treated it like I went there for her. So she and the thing is so the, the thing is you were the one because you, you're the only person I told I think you were the first person I told or one of the first and you said wow she's codependent. And I had forgotten about that term and I remember I, I looked it up and I read the the you know description and I was like holy shit like yes everything is codependency, you know. And the thing is, codependency and narcissism kind of go hand in hand. And so she just moved to this, you know, new country. And I think she couldn't cope with the fact that she, like, she just can't be alone. And I feel like, th- this is the thing, like, I sensed this when we were, this is so obviously this person is, because, you know, we met in Switzerland. And um, I had sensed some, you know, strange vibes from her, but because she's a friend and I was able to put distance between us, you know, and obviously she had her own stuff going on. It never got as intense as it, as it did. But I had sense like, oh, I had even warned her. I was like, you know, I've had falling out with people in the past when they kind of <clears throat> come on really, not just come on really strongly, but kind of expect me to give them, you know, like, what is it like feelings that I'm not ready to give you know like basically she was like that one night during our trip she was like you know I got really upset because you told someone that I was your greatest friend but I tell everyone you're my best friend and I was like she was like that really hurt me and I was like what do you want me to say to that <laughs> you know like I was just like staring at her like I'm sorry you know and I felt I felt bad and I was like okay fine you're one of my best friends but I was like straight up blind to her you know and then and we knew each
1: other less than a year. Or two, we've right? known each
2: other since February, you know? And then I, and then just like, I, and in my head, I was like, you know, like at, even at one point, she was like, Am I your best friend? And I told her, You know, I have a lot of best friends. She got upset. She was like, She was like, and I was like, I was like, What? Like, I was like, That's not going to change. I have a lot of best friends. She was like, Okay, at least I'm one of them. Which at that point, I was already like, she, Demoting her, like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, but it was just those things where she kept asking me, you know, like demanding, literally demanding if I loved her, you know, asking for these things, and I just kind of like, whoa, what's going on? And so,
1: I, I like how she like wants, like she doesn't believe in multiple best friends. Like she wants to be the best, number one, only.
2: Yeah, and, and you know, and I told this to another friend. And they're just like, wow, that's really childish. First of yeah. Of <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, and then the thing is, so. I feel like it's one of those things where – because everyone, when I tell them this, they're like, didn't you sense this before? And it's like, didn't you go on a trip with her and you had a great time? And it's like, yeah. But the thing is, she wanted me to like her at the time. You know, we just met. So it was easy – I I felt like it was easy for her to, you know – and I was in a very vulnerable place. Like, I was not – you know, I had boyfriend problems at the time. So I think me being vulnerable made her feel good because she was able to be there for me and gave her confidence and whatever – And then when I was, you know, confident with myself and, you know, secure and stuff like that, and she was in the vulnerable position, she also expected me to like be there for her in ways I couldn't like just like constantly wanted to hang out, get up. She would get upset if I made plans with other people, you know, like I remember I, I kept, so because I, knowing this, I invited her multiple times if she wanted to go to a museum, but she's like, Oh, I don't do museums. You know, like she doesn't want to do like basically no interest. Like I was kind of like, what do we have in common? Like everything I want to do, she's not into it. So I decided I invited her to this museum, but she was like, you know, I have plans. So I went with someone else. And the next day when I told her casually, Oh yeah, I went to the museum with this guy. She's like, what? And I was like, I told you, you know, I invited you several times and you said, no, she's like, oh, right. You know, but I was like, what the hell? Like, like, you know, and then the thing is, and I sent, I was sending, so the shit hit the fan when, so I started distancing myself from her because even when we were together in person with other people, she really disrespected me. Like she would kind of like belittle me in public, which was actually something she pointed out that my ex would do to me. But she, like, she would, like, I remember we were eating, like, first of all, she always complained about her food. Everywhere we go, I hate going out to eat with her because it was never good enough. She had to, she sent her food back and then she was Uh. the only one without food. So she was like, can I have some of your food? And I kind of just, I just gave her a look and then she just looked at me and said, be a good friend and took one of my fries. And I got super pissed and I was like, I am, you know, and I snapped at her and then everyone kind of looked at me like, whoa, but just came out. And of course, I stopped talking to her the rest of the meal and she kept looking at me like, why are you why are you being weird? Like, what's going on? And I was just like, nothing. But I was like, what the hell? Like, don't shouldn't you realize what you just did? And, you know, and then when I was there, I told her I want to go shopping. And but so every time before when we plan stuff, she would tell me it's your trip. You do whatever you want. I'm just because I live here now. I can do whatever, which makes sense. Right. So we were going shopping and she was like, oh, I want to go here, I want to go here. And I was like, I just told her, I don't want to go here. She's like, why not? And I was like, I and I told her, "You," I said, just said, I was like, you live here. And then she was like, oh, I didn't mean it like that. You know, like, like I just wanted to blah, blah, blah. But in the end, we went to, like half the places we went to, it was for her. And then at one point I basically hinted to her, like, I want to do this, I want to do this kind of thing by myself. And she kept asking me, are you sure? I feel really bad leaving you. And I was like, no, i really like to be alone. And she's like, wow, I, I would never be able to do that. You know, I hate being alone and stuff. And she's like, are you hinting that you want to do this by yourself? And I said, yes.
1: It's like, girl, and, I just said it. <laughs> yeah,
2: and then she was like, oh, because suddenly she's like, oh, I feel... Because the whole day she was complaining. She was like, I'm hungover. I feel bad. I have to pee. Blah, blah, blah. So I was like, I kept telling her, I think you should go home. Like, you should go home. And when she realized I was literally pushing her to go home, then she was suddenly... she was not in pain anymore she was completely fine and so when she put her mood perked up and because me being super chill this is when I was like being really chill sometimes does not go in my favor because so when she started to you know feel better that's when I was like okay I can hang out with you I can have dinner with you blah, blah blah but I think it was after that day no it was the next day so we went to this concert and holy shit like it was like Like I'd be walking and she'd be like, you're walking too fast. And she'd be like, hold me. And I had to hold her hand. I had to hold her arm. You know, I had to hold all her shit. Like she would, she wouldn't bring a purse. And this is something I told other friends. They're like, yeah, she always does that. She never brings a purse. So she makes you carry all her stuff. So the whole night she'd be like, I'm cold. She opened my backpack, pull out her jacket. Five minutes later, I'm hot. Put the, my coat, her coat back in my backpack. Like I was just standing there. Like I felt like her fucking coat rack, you know? And then when I was like, and she'd be like, hold this, hold that. And when I was like, can she hold it? She'd just be like, she'd just be like, be helpful, you know? And I was like, what the heck? And then she, so she went to so the thing is she went to meet a guy there. But then d- during that night she decided she wanted to hook up with other people. I ended up hanging out with her Tinder date, who was really cool. Like I had more fun hanging out with, like I spent the whole night dancing with them because they were just down to earth, fun people. I couldn't I just couldn't be around her like she was just so annoying. And I think it was that night when I decided like, OK, I need to, in order for me to preserve this friendship, which at the time I, I didn't even think about ending it. I just thought if I want to be her friend still, I need to put some space. I need to set some boundaries. So I just started to say like, oh, I'm busy. I'm tired, which to be honest, they weren't lies. You know, like I was there for work. I was, you know, and she'd be like, oh, and I'm she'd be like, oh, yeah, take. I totally understand. Take all the time you need. I remember one day at work, I was working, and then she asked me a question. I sent her a thumbs up, and she wrote, like, I sense you're being cold. And I was like, what the fuck? So she... It's just so a thumbs I, up. It's an email. Yeah, and so I, I wrote her paragraph. I was so pissed. So I was like, I'm not being cold. You know, I'm, like, stressed. I'm, like, I'm working, blah, 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 blah. And then she wrote back, she's like, hey... Oh my God, you're, you're overreacting. I did not mean it like that. You know, like I was just, I was just checking on you. You you know, I just, I just care about you, you know, and I'm just concerned for blah, blah. Yeah. Take all the time you need, you know, you do you, if you want to be alone, blah, blah. So I was like, Oh, okay. She gets it. But then two hours later, she like forgets what she says. And that's when I was like, she kind of says these things to calm me down. But then, so basically the shit hit the fan when I told her, I I basically didn't want to hang out with her anymore. So I had said I wanted to do this walk it was like a, a the the freedom trail. Which I, know what you're I was about. like, uh huh.
1: I know it, yeah. Yeah.
2: And I just thought, you know, this would be a pleasant walk by myself, really. Like or anybody but her. Like I was like, I just wanna do this. And so she had asked me what I wanted to do and I said I wanted to do this walk. But I said I said we can meet up for lunch. And then she was like, Did you make plans with other people? And I was like, No. And she's like, so you're going by yourself and then I was like, yes. And then she wrote me this paragraph, which I had sent to you about, you know, sensing that I was being weird and this blah, blah, blah. And then the thing is, like, everything she said, I was just like, I didn't know what to say, you know. I think I didn't respond that night because I was so pissed. And so, like, I think that I ended up just texting you because I was like, what the hell? And, and this whole that whole two weeks I was there, I had to explain myself. And that's when I was kind of like, and to be honest, I feel like if it wasn't for my my recent breakup with my ex-boyfriend, who is a narcissist, I would probably would have tolerated her longer because I would have not had that experience. But I just remember thinking, like, I just went through this, you know, and I was like, I don't want to do this again. And I did have a lot of anxiety not responding to her. And I needed a lot of coaching, you know, to like, you know, but when I decided, when I mentally decided to, not, I was not going to be her friend anymore, like, I felt so free. Like, I realized she was a big stressor for the the trip because I remember I was really miserable the second week, and I just thought it was because of work, but I realized it was her because I remember Friday was a day I decided I'm not going to see her tomorrow. And I walked out of the office feeling amazing, like so happy, you know, hmm. and then remember, I, I think I had some because she had planned this dinner with a bunch of coworkers. And I had some anxiety about that because I have problems like, oh, shit, like we aren't getting along yet. Yeah, I committed to this dinner. But I was like, you know what? I don't care. I'm going to go and I'm going to I'm going to be fine. And I was, you know, I went there and I had the time of my life. I met all these new people. We had a great conversation she was the one who was very out of place very she left early and she kept leaving during dinner like she kept leaving to make phone
1: calls and stuff you know and was then she, was, was she talking to anybody or was she kind of she like, was
2: kind of talking but oh there was a huge i think that's when i realized that people don't really like her because at one point she moved because she was sitting on one, our end and no one was talking to her and then so she moved to the other end and then she was sitting there and then suddenly some guy was like oh you've been sitting there here this whole time. I didn't even see you. And he, she was sitting across from me. And I was like, oh, burn, you know? <laughs> and then she ended up leaving early. And then, oh, at one point she blamed me for because there was some mix-up with the the restaurant. She blamed me and she was like, oh, I didn't know you were coming. I think that's why it's all messed up. And I was like, I just looked at her and I was like, sorry, you know? But I was like, that's bullshit because there was supposed to be another person anyway you know, so you would, and I never said I wasn't coming. She's like, Oh yeah, you said, I thought you were going to come because you said to me on Sunday. And I was like, Oh, I never said I wasn't coming, but I say, sorry anyway. But I was like, I felt like kind of, she did that on purpose to kind of in front of everybody, you know, but whatever. And then, yeah. So the next day I didn't see her. So I haven't talked to her and I feel really good. And I've no I'm glad, dinner, I'm,
1: I'm glad the dinner went well. Like I was thinking about it, I was like, "Holy shit! How is this gonna go down?" It
2: was. It was. It was so good for me. Like I just felt like, yes. Like you know, when you don't care, like it was just so obvious at this point that like I was the one that people liked. You know, and and the thing is, so yesterday I actually met up with a friend from Hong Kong who knows her and had the exact same experience. They had a falling out. And when I told her what happened, she's like, I'm just really shocked that I went through the same exact thing, but in Hong Kong with her, Oof. you know? And then I was kind of like, yeah, I kind of towards the end put made the connections because she would always, first of all, she would always talk shit about people. You know, every person I met who I liked, she'd be like, I don't like them. You know, they don't look at me or they don't talk to me. They don't greet me or whatever, you know? And then suddenly when the way she was acting at brunch, I remember... She was made the conversation all her focus all on herself, blah blah. And I was thinking, like, no wonder nobody likes you, you know, because you're annoying and you, you're like super super into yourself, and you kind of. And she's always she thinks she's so amazing, you know, and she, but she's really isn't. Like, you know, sorry to say, (laughs) (laughs) but like, yeah, and I mean, I feel I feel kind of bad having to like I don't mean to just talk shit, you know? But at the same time, I feel like... The thing is, you're always gonna... We're always gonna meet people like this. Like, we can't... Because these people, they don't... Obviously... I mean, some people, they might be dumb and they might just show the side of themselves right away and you're like, fuck this person. But a lot of times you don't realize that until later. And I feel like it's inevitable, but how do we cut them off sooner than later? Yeah. You know? And I think... After this experience, after my ex, like, I'm just kind of like, wow, I have, I was like, you know what? I like this. I like cutting people off. If you piss me off, I'm just going to write you off right now because you start, and I was telling someone, oh yeah, I was telling my friend yesterday and she was kind of saying, yeah, I was feeling really bad about this. But then I realized I already have enough good friends. I don't need a shitty friend. You know, I don't need her. And I was like, that's exactly how I felt. I was like, you know, I'm surrounding myself with positive people good energy and why do I I don't have space for you anymore you know I don't have space for negative energy and I think this is this is a mentality I've been wanting so I just turned 30 and
1: ooh, ooh. Oh, first of all, <laughs> all right like in the middle of that venting you threw that in there happy fucking birthday
2: thank you and you know what I this is the best birthday gift my birthday this year is very low-key but to be honest, I feel like the best birthday gift that I received was just how I wanted to be when I was 30. Because, so I've been looking forward to being 30 for a really long time because I just We've felt, been talking
1: about this for years.
2: Yeah, because I just felt like, I, I was like, you know, when I turn 30, I'm going to be a, obviously a better version of myself. And I feel like the older you get, the more, like, the lower tolerance you have for bullshit. Yes. And I really feel like this... I mean, so strange, you know, there was right before my birthday month, you know, I went through basically two breakups, very similar types of people. And I was kind of like, I just feel really empowered. Like I feel really happy and confident, you know, and it it feels like it comes from within. And it's just this like sense of security that I never felt before. And that was something I'd expected to reach by the time I was 30, not knowing how I would get there, but I figured, you know, just living my 20s, I would, you know, end up there and I think I finally made it and I feel so fucking good
1: like so fucking good yeah
2: and I and I think it's I feel a lot of it too was when you talked to me about turning 29 and (laughs) you know because I did talk I I mentioned you a lot like I even so I basically wrote about this for my you know like next the like like article and I mentioned you and everything but I felt like that really I think it all started um was it this did we podcast in the bar last Christmas or? Yes. Yeah. I think that was when it started because we started talking about, because before we talked about this before our podcast was about being awkward and whatever. And, but now it's about like self growth. And I think that episode really kind of instilled, I, I really believe when you talk about something with somebody and you put these thoughts almost like out there, you kind of, I mean, some people talk and don't do it, but I feel like, me and you, we kind of, we'll talk, well, if we talk about it, we're probably going to go in that direction. So I think mentally we started going in that direction, you know, and I, and I feel like when I see pictures of you and I see what you're doing, I was like, even your tweets, I'm like, wow, like you're, you're a different person from when, when I first met you and stuff. And.
1: You know, sh- you know, you know what the bride told me at the wedding? What? This blew my mind. Uh-huh. So, and when you say like a different person, like, this would have never happened a few years ago when we met. Uh-huh. She was like, oh, yeah, Vince, last night, like, you were the hit of the party. And I was just like, whoa.
2: But the picture, the picture you put, po- was that the picture you posted on Instagram where I, I wrote to you and I was like, damn, Vince, you're looking really good. <laughs> yes,
0: but thanks. But it was yes.
2: that picture where I was like, wow, like, you look, and I'm not saying, like, physically or whatever, but it's just, there's something, it's like you were glowing, you know what I mean? Like, you were, people always say that, but it's like, it comes from within this, like, I I don't know what it is. It's not really happiness. It's more like confidence or something or sense of self. I don't know what it is, but it's just, I felt like you've, you've blossomed. Like, you bloomed into who you are going to be. Yes. You know? And, yeah. Because I feel like we haven't talked as much as we used to. Like, I feel like we talk, when we do talk, it's like, intense but then there's actually I feel like there's more gaps now before we would talk pretty consistently but now there's like you know weeks where we don't talk and stuff but then I know but I've obviously we follow each other on Twitter and Instagram and stuff. and so I've, it's like I've been keeping track of your life and then when I do talk to you it's kind of like damn like even you know like the in-betweens and stuff like that you're you're way less because you've always been a very like like let it go type of person and go with the flow but I feel like before you were just, it felt like it came from a chill place, like, yeah. But now you're like, no, like, I make decisive decisions about how I feel and who I want in my life, you know? And I feel like you have very high boundaries and stuff like that. And that's something that, and I've, so I've been reading a lot of self help things because the, the summer has been crazy. What are you reading? Let's. I mean, it's literally like just Googling stuff, like, narcissism or whatever. But a lot of times, you know, it's like, so it's random articles, but then one of the things I'd read that they were, like, what defines... They were talking about, like, a love relationship, but I think this applies to any relationship. But they were, like, what kind of defines a healthy relationship is boundaries. Because boundaries is kind of, like, the first step to loving yourself because, obviously, you know what you need and you value your your needs Mm. so you set these boundaries and say you you have to meet these standards and people who don't have boundaries people who don't um respect that they first of all it reflects the fact that they don't you know love themselves or they're coming from they're really insecure whatever but that's gonna affect the friendship or the relationship and stuff like that so suddenly because before people always tell me you know raise your boundaries have higher standards, and I didn't get what that meant, you know, because I didn't know what the, I had no, you know, experience with that. And I think it's through all these bad experiences of being like, "Holy shit, my boundaries, I had no boundaries and therefore people walked all over me." And now it's like I have these really high fences that have like pointy ends, you know? Yeah. But at the same time, they're like see-through. So you can you it's not like brick walls where I'm like super guarded, but it's like you can see what's happening, but you better watch out, because if, if you misstep, you're gonna get poked <laughs> or something.
1: You're gonna get. You're gonna get. You're gonna get. You're gonna get poked through. You're you're gone.
2: Yeah, exactly. It's just you know, and and I, I think that's a thing that I had to come to terms with where you're, you realize in a lot of people's eyes, I'm the narcissist or I'm the selfish one, you know. But it's kind of like, but. You're, but the thing is, people—I You, I think there's this thing where I realize, you know, I have a lot of good friends. I have a lot of amazing people in my life who love me, who—and those are the people who I care. Like, obviously, I care about your opinion of me more than, you know, the person
0: mm-hmm. that
2: person that I—yes. That's yeah. for me, that's like I, I think that gave me the inner confidence to cut people out because it's like, you know, before I would care about what a lot of people thought of me. And I was like, oh, I I seem like a bitch, you know, and I think I was talking to another friend. I, I was telling you, like, she was like, oh, you should write back. You know, she still loves you. She cares about you, blah, blah. blah. And then I was like, you know, what I can see where she's coming from and I can see, you know, She's a very caring person, but I was like, but she did not have to deal with her for two weeks and stuff like that, you know? So I was like, she doesn't know what she's talking about. And I think that's when you kind of trust yourself, you know, and
1: yeah. Yeah, and, and I think that, and even that friend, I remember when you told me that, I was like, no, don't, that's a horrible idea. Like, Yeah, I remember you said that, yeah. Your, your, your initial gut feeling was to not reply at all yeah and i i was like i totally agree with that like if i had been in that situation i would just not reply yeah um if i was feeling a little bit cheeky Uh uh-huh like i would probably the best way to respond to those long emails is just okay cool
2: (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) because i yeah because if anything me replying only if anything it just confirmed my (laughs) suspicions you know and it just made made me feel bad but you're just like oh at least i know she is Like this, and
1: yeah. And and your friend who said you should write back, it was, like, totally ignoring everything you were going through. It was still about boo-boo.
2: Yeah, it was about, like, the friendship, you know? And that's another thing. People kept telling me, like, so her, and then my mom, because I told my mom, and she was like, oh, but she's so lonely. And and she's like, just imagine what she's going through right now. Like, she's moved to a new country, blah, 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 And I was like, you know, we've all been there. We've all felt really lonely. We've all been depressed, but the thing is... I it's not your responsibility. At, it's not my responsibility. And also, why don't you find some healthy coping mechanisms, you know? Like, don't use people. Like, the fact that she's... And, and the, my mom, not the best person to give this, you know, advice on confidence and stuff. Like, <laughs> So you're just like, that's why you attract... I'm like, that's why you, you guys attract toxic relationships. Because we're the... Like, people like them, like how I used to be. So chill and always empathetic and thinking too much about the other person. That's why we're stuck in bad relationships because we feel sorry for people. And I was like, you know, yeah, that sucks. You have loneliness issues, but do something about it. Maybe realize no one likes you and think about that. Think about why no one likes you. You know, think about why you always get into fights with your friends. Like think about that and maybe change if you don't want to think if you don't want to change then you know that's that's really just your fault like that's when i'm just like ha 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 like go be lonely forever i don't know
1: <laughs> i think i think we need to come i think with that it's time to add like a new mutually awkward philosophy um and i think you you just completely nailed it like okay first of all we shouldn't be caretakers and take care of these damaged people and yeah. you know what i think i think yeah And you're right. I have been actively trying to be like this. And I think it's something that, you know, it'd be good for everyone. You know what? Fuck being chill. Don't be chill. Don't be passive. You know, take action and make decisions.
2: This is the thing. Like, I, yes, I'm starting to realize that. Like, as, I think there's chillness. It's helpful in certain situations. Like, on a trip. I don't know. Like, yeah, like, I don't care what we eat. Whatever. But I feel like the important decisions, we cannot be chill. Because this is where if you're chill, people who are less chill than you or, you know, are manipulative or whatever, they take advantage Mm. of that. And a lot of times I realize, like looking back on everything, I was like, oh, shit. The mistake I made was I was too chill. You know, I was just too easygoing. I was too this. I should have said this. I should have said that. If I had jumped, you know, if I had spoken my mind, I think I would have figured out right away. She probably wouldn't have liked me as much, you know, and I probably wouldn't like her. This would not have escalated to this point. But the only thing I did wrong was I was just chill. And that's when now I'm thinking like, hmm, I don't think I even have it in me to be that chill anymore.
1: It's gone. It's yeah, yeah. You, you're grown out of it.
2: Yeah. And I think and I sense that with you. Like, I don't sense like I'm not like, oh, you're so not chill. You know, it's not like that. But it's just I don't I would not describe you as like, oh, you're super chill. Like when I first met you, you were so chill, like (laughs) chill, you know? And now I don't sense that from you anymore. And it's not a negative thing. And I think it's what's helped you make better decisions. Because when you're neutral, like I think there's, I mean, it's all like Zen shit, right? Like, oh, be in the here and now. And I think that's good. Like these are all good things, but you have to kind of consider where you're at. You know, cause you to, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. yeah. cause then there's, there's the
2: people like who are super not chill and like you, you want to go somewhere and they just want to take charge and that's really fucking annoying too. So there's a time and place to be chill. But I think when someone's trying to mess with you, I think in relationships and stuff like that, like you have to know when to be chill and when to not be chill,
1: you know? I don't know. I mean, exactly sense. the situation. <laughs> and I don't. But even like, even just holding on to like, like, like I'm like one thing I've learned is like, be strict about boundaries, right? Yes. And um, and you had told me like how one of our friends criticized me, saying, "Oh, is it hard being friends with Vince because he sets boundaries really hard on flakers?" Yeah. And I was, I thought about that, and I was like, "Oh, maybe I should change it." But then I was thinking, "Well, this person who said that has a very hard time." making her own friends and I set my boundaries in stone and it's I mean I'm making new friends all the time like yeah and it's no problem so it's like no I think that I think my I think my the way I'm doing things is working pretty fine for me that I'm, I'm yeah. not gonna change it anytime soon
2: like yeah I remember like for me it's I I've, I've, I've just talked to her about it and I, I mean we talked about this too and it's just like you know, I just really respect that. Like in the beginning, it was kind of like, oh, shit, you know, stressful. But then afterwards, you know, you get used to it and you va- and I value your friendship. I know how you work. We've been friends for a while, you know, so it hasn't been a problem. But it's like I respect the fact I really admire that you set these boundaries because it shows that you're because actually when you explained it to me, it made so much sense. And it was something where I was like, you know, really, really yeah, that's really cool because you were like saying like, you know, I set, I, you know, carved time out of my day to hang out with you and I could have been hanging out with someone else who would probably have enjoyed my time and the fact that you just kind of threw you know just dismissed it or just treated it so arbitrarily that sucks you know because you value your time and I was like damn I respect that like that's really you know like
1: yeah and it just and it just yeah and people know you're reliable like yeah when I make plans with friends yeah. like who are the same way, you know, we could we, we could we could end up not talking for the whole week before our plans, and you know, we're not going to send each other one text. Hey, is it still on?
2: Yeah. Or, you
1: know, it never happens. We, you know, you know, we the, the day we set, it, we're just there. Yeah. Boom. Yeah. Yeah,
2: I like put. Yeah, I like when I put stuff in my calendar. Unless, I mean, there were sometimes I like like this weekend I casually made plans with somebody, but we, she never followed up, and I was super tired, so. That didn't happen, but generally, if we set a date and time, I'm not gonna flake, you know. Yeah. Like, and generally, so far I haven't had those
1: experiences.
2: Like, I feel like I used to be super late, you know, and, and I don't, I'm not even late anymore. And just yeah, like, so it's oh kind God. of like yeah, you, used huh?
1: so, you used to be so used to be so late. I everything. used to be so
2: late. I mean, today it was a little late. I was 15 <laughs> minutes late, but but today they, they were like, oh, that's fine, no worries." But generally, I'm not, you know, so...
1: People, page used to be up to, like, an hour and a half late. Look,
2: make- oh my god. But, you know, that's so... I felt like it's a very <laughs> Californian thing. So, like, when I came back, and every time I'm like, hey, let's hang out with, like, these friends, everyone was one hour late. They would be like, oh, hey, actually, can we meet at five? And then you're like, okay...
1: Uh, I mean, uh maybe that's your circle i that rarely happens really yeah
2: yeah because almost everyone i hang out with they're so and i was just kind of like okay but I, I, huh yeah maybe i, I my friends maybe my friends are too chill
1: i don't know i do i know one time someone told me that and i was like you know what i'm going home forget it i'm like <laughs> when am yeah. i supposed to wait here for an hour yeah that's Which true I, I would have before... Oh, before I would have totally waited.
2: Oh, it's cool. Don't worry. Yeah.
1: But, uh... So, you survived Boston. Yeah. And, uh... Um, And I'm glad that dinner ended up being awesome. And, like, you you did end up having, like, a good time.
2: Yeah, I had a really good time. And I think it made... It was just, like... Yeah. It was a confidence booster for me, too, actually. To be, like... Uh Yeah, to be like, I was in my element. I wasn't shy. I was, you know, feeling really good. And I was making friends and mingling and, you know, and yeah.
1: Um, Well, I mean, that's a good way to end summer. Mm -hmm. And uh, you kind of probably felt the New England autumn over there. I'm thinking it was probably starting, right? Actually,
2: the weather in Boston really sucked. It was super (laughs) muggy. Like (laughs) every day, it was really muggy. And it was still really warm. It would be, like, warm during the day but cooler at night. So now, actually now in Lucerne it's really nice. So now it's colder. And there's, like, today I noticed all the leaves fell on the floor. So I was like, oh, it's happening, the changing of the seasons. But Boston itself was, um, it was nice to be back in the States for sure. And, yeah, but it was definitely, like, not a place. Like, my first impression of it was I was like, I would never live here. Because,
1: um... Wow. I, I, that's one of the cities I could, I would like to live in. I would I wouldn't mind.
2: I, for me, it was because I felt like it was, um, maybe it depends, because I was staying in Cambridge. I wasn't in Boston. Okay. So
1: yeah. it felt
2: like, it felt really, like, I don't know, like, everyone, like, one guy hung out with, he had a car, and I was like, oh, I don't want to drive, and, you know, and then everyone, and the thing is, once you get into the Ubering habit, like, you just, I took the train only once. On my day off, I was like, I'm gonna take a train and walk around, and that was nice. But generally, I was like Ubering everywhere.
1: Uh yeah, that changes things. Yeah, like, like, like Central Boston is a completely different vibe, and you have like the accents, and
2: yeah, everyone I just, takes the
1: subway. And uh,
2: yeah, actually, I didn't, I didn't really hang out. Th- I so I basically only had time to explore Boston for like two days or one full day. So other than that, it was like going to and from work, and then going to like eating around Cambridge and it wasn't as nice, you know, so it was like, yeah. But, um
1: Did you get any good Asian food? I did. Know, like- I did. I right. did. I was like,
2: first of all, my standards, I was like, this is so, because I told somebody, I was like, oh my God, Asian food here is so good. They're like, really? And I was like, well, my standards are really low now, so yeah, but I had really good pho, I had amazing noodles. I ordered from this place twice in a row because it was so good and didn't have good ramen, didn't have good Japanese food, but, You know, that made it, it was, I had done some, not great, but it was cool to have it again, and, um, yeah, like, that was, yeah, so eating-wise, it was good, and shopping-wise, it was good, and, you know, I would definitely go back and visit and stuff like that, and really, like, like, explore the town more, you know, like, versus, because I was staying at the hotel, and, yeah, so, and then, yeah, so it was not great, but.
1: You don't got to do the boo boo tour of Boston. Yeah,
2: I know everyone was joking. They're like, "Oh my, wow, your tour guide sucks," and I was like, "Yeah."
1: You got a, a tour guide from someone who's not even who's like been there for a month or a couple of weeks. Yeah.
2: <laughs> but um, yeah. So, anyways, because it's like midnight, I'm like really tired. So, could we not wrap it up, but like, like start keep talking but like
1: get into Love? the letters. Okay. Yeah, oh, I just want to mention I just wanted to mention last night, so last night, oh um, yeah.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Last night was the, the 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 LA Zine Fest people threw like a volunteer party.
0: Uh-huh.
1: And organizers and it was so so what I did, so I met up with my friend Tam, we do our bicycle group together. Uh-huh. And so we said let's meet up at the usual spot and we'll just ride to the party. So we met up in downtown, cycled to the Art Lofts. It's like somewhere it's kind of near closer to Highland Park um and the party had tons of pizza um dude i I took i ended up drinking some more shots and Uh tam brought like a thing of weed Uh and we started doing karaoke Uh and um it was like totally everyone's like it went from like gangster rap to like 80s pop music it was really good
2: yeah
1: yeah and I, i just love like the zine people crowd everyone is just it's so fun and you know, the guy Kenzo, he he, he, started, he started playing Heart of Fire from Rocky IV. Uh-huh. And I lost my... I was talking to someone and I, I, and I screamed, Rocky IV! And then like we all just started dancing to like the <gasps> montage song.
2: I have a request. Can yes. you throw or find your one of your friends and throw a party like that? I want to experience this when I'm back. I want to meet I- the zine people.
1: And if they're throwing a party, um, it would it would be so your thing. Oh, it was yeah, it was it was really cool. And then that was so fun. FOMO. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> oh
0: my god. And,
1: uh, I, I, and it made me remember, like, so listeners, like, I don't know, I don't know, for me, like, one of the most fun experiences I've ever had with you mm-hmm. was when we were watching every single Rocky movie, like, over a period of like two weeks.
2: Oh my god! Wait, did we watch them together?
1: We did. We watched every single one together. Even and Rocky Five. Then... Yeah, we yeah, yeah we watched Rocky Five at my apartment.
2: Oh shit! Okay.
1: And, oh my um, god,
2: that was good.
1: Yeah, I, I, it's just, God. Someday when we have time, I want to do that again. But now, but we could do it like Rocky One all the way to a, a Creed. Like Hell every yeah! Single, yeah.
2: Um. Yeah, I really miss our like movie marathons. And actually, I don't know why. Randomly, I was thinking about um, when we watched Evil Dead. Did we watch all three of them, or we
1: watched all three Evil Dead movies and we did Star Wars
2: the same night?
1: No, no, no. So I think of all our marathons, we did Evil Dead for Halloween. Uh One Halloween, we did all the Star the original Star Wars trilogy. Uh Uh We did. um, I think we did like all like the final David Tennant Doctor Who Uh episodes.
0: Uh Huh.
1: Uh, We did Harry Potter. yeah, we did. We did. We never. We never did Harry Potter.
0: What?
2: I thought we, we did. did.
1: We never did Harry Potter.
2: I remember. I took a picture in your apartment. I was wearing some Harry Potter robes.
1: Maybe we watched one movie.
2: Oh, I think we. I think and, we watched the last ones. I don't think yeah. we watched all of them. Okay.
1: Yeah, we never did all of them. But mm-hmm. my absolute favorite was when we did like every single Rocky, and you had never seen Rocky either. And, it, and, it, and, it, and so, like, we, yeah, we saw every single one, like the whole journey.
2: That changed my life. Rocky changed my life.
1: And it, 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 changed, it changed my it changed my life that you made me see Rocky Five and Rocky Four in a different light. Where you actually yes. thought you, you 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 saw Drago as a sympathetic character.
2: Yes, and I wrote this. I one day I was reading my Letterboxd reviews and I reread my. Review on Rocky Five, and I was like, "This is one of the best things I've ever written." <laughs> I was so proud of that article because I was like defending it. And it had the it had like five likes or three likes. It's the most likes I got on Letterbox, and I was like, "Yeah, like, oh my god, I have to
1: if, rewatch this." If we ever Daniel hasn't seen team. any of it, so yeah. yeah. Oh shit. Yeah. Yeah, it, but no. If we ever do like a reprinting of Life Like Number Three, uh-huh. I think I think it was a huge misstep. We should have put your review in that. Uh, that Holy
2: shit! Yeah. Why didn't we? Do? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Yeah. Uh,
1: but uh, yeah. Uh, I
2: totally forgot. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. Rocky soundtrack. I think I'm gonna put it in this episode. Yes. Maybe right now. Um. Yeah. So I just wanted to throw that out. I was like, you know what? I gotta talk to Paige about a Rocky marathon cause yeah. That, maybe,
2: but then we talked about so. We, I mean, we talked about a lot of things. But one of the things we talked about was for Christmas we should do a Patrick Swayze back to back. I'm actually really looking forward to that.
1: Oh yeah, Pat. Yeah, yeah. Pat and I have been talking about that.
2: Like the whole Pat themes. Like we could dress up as different Patricks, and then Pat could come back to himself, and then we watch Roadhouse. And Roadhouse. um, what was the other one? Oh, I haven't seen Point Break.
1: Point, that was yes, Pat. Yeah, break.
2: and uh, I guess we could whatever else we could we want to watch, but. I'm very, yeah, I was like, yeah, I told, and I want it to be themed, because I totally miss themed parties and stuff.
1: I was just thinking, only you would say, you would bring in costumes immediately. <laughs> Guys,
2: <laughs> we gotta do this, and you're gonna come as Vince.
1: <laughs> we, you know what we should do? Like, we should do all these action movies, uh-huh. but, like, not, but not, like, we, we'll do it not Christmas. We'll make points to not make them Christmas. You know what we should do, even, like, because like, this one blew your mind this year, maybe we should do Terminator 1.
2: What? Oh, for Christmas? Yeah. Oh, hell yeah.
1: Because I remember that. I remember, like, we you saw that this year, and you are like, you know what? Actually, I like Terminator 1 more than 2, which is a rare opinion.
2: Really? I fucking... Terminator 1, I watched it twice in one week because it was so good. <laughs> <laughs> I loved it so much. Um, I was just telling people, yeah, about it. Like, yeah, but we should... Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh uh, uh,
1: Throw RoboCop in there. That's another oh, 80s violent movie. I think
2: I saw bits of it, and that one left. It was... Well, I walked in... Or my, sister, my sister was watching it, so I walked in when, like... I just remember intestines, and I was really disgusted. Um, but okay, I think so now... We're... But I think now, after, you know, watching all these other stuff, it's probably not a big deal, so... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We
1: might throw that in. <laughs> okay, you need to see it. You need to, you're, you're lucky you get to watch it for the first time.
2: Okay. I mean, I feel Perfect. like I've seen it as a child, but don't remember
1: it, so... <laughs> You probably shouldn't have. <laughs> yeah.
2: That's okay. all for today.
1: <laughs> yeah, Thank I mean, you all. for listening. <laughs> yeah, this has been Mutually Awkward Podcast, episode 73. 73. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, we'll be back soon. Keep it awkward. That buzz ready, I know. You start up.
0: We're